Welcome to Teen Wealth Radio, a show just for teens, their parents, and educators to come together and discuss the issues that are affecting our youth today. Your host is Brandy England. Brandy is joined each week by amazing guests, as well as a regular panel of co-hosts who are here to give you ideas and encouragement every step of the way. We also have plenty of other surprises on today's show. So let's get started. Here's your host, Brandy England. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Team Wealth Radio. I hope your week has gone well. I mean, it's only Monday, but, uh, you know. Hopefully it goes well for the rest of the week. I am super excited because I have one of my favorite human beings who walks this planet to be our guest on the show today. Uh, this young woman has done a lot of really cool things, been a lot, been through a lot of things in her life, and uh, I'm just really excited that she's willing to share with us. So Cheyenne Anastasia, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining. Thanks for having me, Randy. So why don't you tell everyone just a little bit about who you are, what your passions in life are, and just kind of a little bit about you so they know your backstory a little bit. Sure. Um, well, I am a young woman from Vancouver. I've grown up with some, some cards that a lot of people have been dealt with. Um, you know, parents that struggled themselves, um, went through school and had, you know, a a bit of a hard time, but became very independent at a young age and kind of striped through that. Um, my passions has always been to just make people laugh, make people happy, make myself happy, just find the root of happiness. Um, and I'm still chasing that today, but I quite, quite proud of where I've, where I've come up until now, but you know, it's always, it's always a journey. (laughs) I love that you said that the root of happiness. I I like that. (laughs) That's a really sweet, maybe that's a a book title for you somewhere in the future. (laughs) I think it already is. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's, because this show is geared towards um, teens, because that's at a time where we're trying to figure a lot out in our lives. Can you take oh. us back to when you were little, kind of what it was like growing up and, and who you were as a child and a teenager? Absolutely. Um, as a child, I remember being super outgoing um, and being a child of a large family I had about 14 cousins it was really hard to stand out um you always kind of wanted to fit in with everybody that was around you your your peers your friends your your family and I actually struggled a lot um finding my place within my family and within my friends and it, it took a huge toll on my mental health because I actually for a long time felt like I was never good enough whether it was within the box that, you know, my, my mom or dad had put me in or my peers and my friends, I always felt like it was my fault and that I was never good enough. Um, so it, it did, it did turn, uh, to me kind of acting out in certain ways. Um, you know, reaching out for attention in aspects of my lives that I was lacking. Um, and of course being a child and a kid, you don't realize that you're doing these things because of what has what's happening to you at that time so um I found myself attaching to relationships a lot um I found myself not even getting close in friendships because I always felt like you know if they saw the true me they wouldn't like me um so I kind of struggled with that for a good ever (laughs) up until I I hit um yeah about mid-teens and um there was always a, a piece of me that was very, very assertive. And I, I, even though people would try and put me down, I always spoke my mind. And 
I got to about 14, 15, 16, and I noticed that that was actually a piece of me that people liked and wanted more of. So I kind of honed in on that, and it gave me a lot of self-worth to, to, to realize that it wasn't me, <laughs> you know? It was never me, and it was always my ideals and my own box that I tried to put it for myself. So the minute that I released that, oh, it was it was so... It was such a nice epiphany moment for me. Um, and yeah, like I said, ever since then, I've just been trying to pursue that and hone in on who I really am and ever changing, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. I mean, I love I love what you said, like the never good enough, the put in a box. I think those are really common feelings that a lot of us share at a young age, and it's so hard to kind of break out of those. What about the, I want to go back to put in the box because I think a lot of us are told this is what you can do with your life here at school and these are the things that you should be and who you are based on your family and things you've experienced and all this. Did you have a lot of influences from your family and friends at school that put you in that box and can you elaborate a little bit on what that was? Totally. Um, so I think the first box that I got put in was that I need to, I need to not be so energetic you know I needed to fit within this line of you are a child who behaves you speak when spoken to I think that falls into a lot of women too um yeah and that was that was one of the hardest ones being myself having my own word having my own thought ever since I was really young it was really hard to be put in that box and I tried my best um also in the whole with friends, you know, you got to be liked, you have to look cute. Um, I was, I, I grew up thinking for a long time that I was a tomboy, you know what I mean? Like my cousins used to make fun of me and be like, oh, Cheyenne was, Cheyenne's a boy, like, and for a long time, like I was very confused as to why that was a bad thing, you know? And so I then kept trying to put makeup on and be cute and like the things that my girl cousins liked. And it was really, really hard because I, I lost myself so much in it. And it was, it was such a struggle to try and find what, like who I really even liked because I was putting myself in these boxes and surrounding myself with people who were in these boxes. And I was so unhappy. Yeah. I, I, I love that you, po- I love that you said that all of those things. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember what that was. I was like a tomboy too when I was in high school, and and then all my girls were like, "Why don't you have your nails done? Why don't you wear makeup? Why don't you pluck your eyebrows?" Why don't you? And I was just like, "I'm just having fun playing sports." <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember getting made fun of in the locker room because I had hairy legs, and I'm in I'm in grade eight. Mm. You know, like those that, those weren't things that you know I was really taught that were okay. Like I, I didn't know that that was what made you socially acceptable is if you didn't have hair on your legs, you know? And so as a young child, like that kind of stuff is so confusing. It's so, it's, it's so wrong. It's so wrong because even though I had hair on my legs, I had a great heart I had a big heart, you know, I loved immensely. I forgave easily, you know? So I felt like people blind you with this superficial stuff and don't see like the true human that you are and unfortunately kids you know young people these days are still struggling with that especially with the social media like constantly right in your face like look how beautiful this 13 year old girl is you know look how great and successful these people are but realistically we're all human and we're all doing our you know we're all doing the best to just handle the cards we're dealt with 
Yeah. And and now that you're older, I mean, what are you in your twenties? <laughs> I say older, you're not that much older. <laughs> yeah. It feels like a lifetime ago though. It does. I think, I think young people, sometimes they get stuck and they feel like it's forever before they can kind of break out of that, but it's not, it's just yeah. around the corner. I promise being old. It's like yesterday. <laughs> I couldn't wait to grow up. I remember my whole entire childhood. I just kept thinking I'm going to be an adult one day and yeah. everything, and I will be free of it all. Was I ever wrong? <laughs> I'm an adult and I'm like, I just want to be a kid again. <laughs> I will never forget when my girlfriends and I used to get, there, to get together every Friday night for basketball and we'd be so jealous if one of the girls had just got their period before the other. And we we're like, I can't wait. I can't wait. Now I would do anything to get rid of that sucker. <laughs> same, same here. I was a late bloomer and, you know, even like my body was a late bloomer and it's, it, it sucks that I focus so much on that, on that for so long that, um, I couldn't just, you know, work on school or work on my, my own personal relationship, my own personal self worth and stuff. Have any yeah. of your friends ever left you if you've forgotten to shave your legs for a day? I'm very with the people around me because, you know, like, like everyone says, those, the, the five people that you're around, you're, you're most like, and I constantly surround myself with people that, um, weren't that great. And for a while I didn't, I wasn't that great. And, um, you know, no regrets of course, because we're all growing we all, we all have our own lives to live. But, um, I'm very happy now that I, I'm enlightened. I'm enlightened with, with my, with all the bad things I went through. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful because it's turned me who I am. And, and back when you were younger and you were like, a lot of us allow a ton of friends in our lives when we're in high school and when we're younger, because we just think the more friends we have, the more value we have, which is, oh, yeah. I mean, that was at least me and my, yeah. And what do you, if you were looking back, how would you have been more selective? Like, would you have looked at people and been like, oh, who treats me kindly as opposed to who likes me for my shaved legs? Or like, do you have any thoughts <laughs> for any of the young people listening that are kind of struggling with an unhealthy relationship right now? Well, it's so hard to think back because during those times, because I was so worried about all that stuff, I actually didn't have a lot of friends. I really didn't. I didn't surround myself. Like I tried to surround myself with people, but they didn't really like me. You know, I, those, all those negative things I thought about myself kind of like came out as well. And what my advice to people in interesting relationships right now, um, just know your worth. I, the way I look at it now is like, if I were to go back, I would look back into myself. Who am I as a person? And I would look for people like that. Who do I want to be? You know, who, what, what encourages me? Who encourages me? What inspires me? Who inspires me? And that's who I would surround myself with. And luckily now that's who I surround myself with. Yeah. So, night and day, night and day. Yeah, totally. I mean, I always joke that I have like one friend. <laughs> It's not, not true that I only have one friend, but you know, you, you really get to know who loves you for exactly who you are. Cause they're the ones that show up when you have bad yeah. breath. My, we call it hippopotamus breath in my house, <laughs> uh, the bad breath, the bad hair, no makeup, nothing, nothing yeah. on and just love you because you stink, but you're always you <laughs> coming back and you're like, you must really love me. <laughs> Yeah. And, and, you know, that feeling that you were talking about the never good enough is such a common thing that a lot of young people feel. And, and like, I, that was the only thing that got me through high school. Cause I've been six foot tall, 200 pounds since I was like 13. And so I was the giant <laughs> of my 1200 person high school was volunteer work. I would go and volunteer with the 
kids with disabilities in the school and I would go to some, the food shelters and donate food and organize. And it just gave me self-worth because I realized it wasn't about me and how I looked. It was about other people around me. And so I think that was really important. Did you get to experience that in high school? Did your high school offer um, ways to volunteer? Yeah, actually, I'm so glad you brought that up because it slipped my mind. Um, so not exactly in high school because high school is actually when things started getting a little really bad for me. But um, in elementary school, grade five, six, when I was lone or shy and I didn't have much friends, um, I did take to a lot of people like girls um, and boys with like autism or learning disabilities in a class. I just like I said, I have a huge heart and a lot of love and I would always take to them and they would always take to me. And so um, multiple times I got offered um, volunteer work where I sat at lunchtime with this these pe- persons with either autism or disabilities and I was their friend and we chatted and we helped with schoolwork and you're right it gave me such good self-worth and it really made me realize what's important in life and that's just to 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 be human and to yeah. be there for people and to be communal and to love well, and that's what I love about you is is since high school, you've gone through quite a bit in your young life and you're still paying it forward with volunteering and caring about others. We do have to jump to our first commercial break, but all right. get more from Cheyenne and Anastasio when we get back. See you all shortly, everyone. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hey you. Yeah you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Every day, we're surrounded by technical buzzwords and jargon that can go way over our heads. Now, there's a show that brings it all back down to earth. Tune in for today, Tomorrow's Technologies, with host Jose Negron. We'll not only explain the new technologies that are shaping our world, we'll give you the benefits and backstory of these technologies. Listen for T3 with Jose Negron, live every Tuesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. 
Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to brandy at globalteenwealth.com. That's brandy with an I at globalteenwealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. We're here with Cheyenne Anastasio, and she was just telling us about some cool things that she went through and overcame as a teenager. Um, but now we're going to jump forward a little bit in time. Um, Cheyenne, just what are you working on right now in life? So people kind of have an idea of what your current passions are and, and what your goals are currently for your life. Ooh. Right now, <laughs> currently, I am actually working towards becoming an actress uh, full time. Um, I have a four year old. I had her four years ago, believe it or not. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she is a huge part of my passion. Everything is tied in with her. Um, but yeah, so I'm serving right now to kind of keep myself afloat. But my my ultimate passion is actually to eventually help whomever needs it, especially people who relate to myself and my journey, um, you know struggled through mental health and depression since I could remember my mom and dad were very uh, in and out and um, realistically my my main goal right now is to just get to a place where I'm very 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 happy with all the choices I've made up into this point so I'm working on it and lately I've been pretty happy with myself. <laughs> it's so important to put that first right ahead of all the other stuff the money the business all those kind of things come after you're really kind of content and happy and I know you've taken certain breaks from your big dreams just to take care of you and your daughter and that's so important right yeah it's been hard right like I I would love would love to set everything aside all my responsibilities aside and really just push through what I want but sometimes you can't be selfish fully um mm-hmm. especially when there's a little 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 one in in play but um what what I love the most first of all is that I can account myself for all these for all this greatness like I find a lot of people will put themselves down or kind of try and sugarcoat like everything that they're doing and make it seem like, Oh, it's just, you know, what I have to do, but no, like everything you do, you wake up in the morning, you put a smile on your face, you make a cup of coffee, you make your bed. You need to celebrate this stuff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like these are little things that will put you forward and keep you happy, mentally positive, Mm -hmm. Um, constantly telling yourself all the good things you're doing, because I know when I'm at my low points, it's the bad thoughts that are constantly I'm reminding myself of. So why not at my high points, I talk myself up. There's nobody else in the world that's going to talk you up more than yourself. Truly, (laughs) truly. (laughs) How do you, so when you do have those high points, how do you capture those? And when you have those low points, how do you try and bring yourself back to the high points? Because it's not always easy. I know I've been low sometimes where no matter how I look around and have gratitude exercise and all that kind of stuff, it just doesn't work because my brain chemicals are being like, nope, not today. Do you have any tips for anyone? (laughs) Definitely. Um, I find my low points, like I'm not perfect. I'm I'm not happy all the time. I'm actually, I struggle with depression, anxiety quite often, actually, like probably 40% of the time. Um, And the thing that I know 
will help anybody is when you are at that lowest, lowest, lowest point, give yourself time to be there. Mm. Except it's when you fight it and your body and your mind is not ready to get through it, whether it be uh, you just went through a tragedy, whether it be, you know, um, something so minor, like you, you didn't get paid the amount of money you showed up, whatever it is, give yourself that time to be upset. You need to re- recognize that we are human. And we, ha- we have a range of emotions, not mm-hmm. just happiness. Happiness mm-hmm. is what we enjoy because it's what feels good, but we're human. We need to feel sadness. We need to feel anger. And it like, call me cliche, but you need anger and sadness in order to feel happiness. It's, mm. it's, it's that beautiful contrast. So yeah. when I'm at my low times, I totally recommend that you sit in it, you sit in it, you write down everything, write mm. down how you're feeling, what you're thinking, you know, and then on your high points, go back to it mm. and then write the positive, the contrast, mm. right? And then when you're in your low points, you can go back to these writings that you have and you sit in it and you allow yourself and by the grace of patience and God, you will be okay. Everything, life moves on. That's something that I realized after, you know, witnessing loss myself, I realized like life, no matter what, does not stop for anybody. Mm-hmm. So give yourself the time to stop for yourself mm-hmm. and then continue with your growth. That's excellent. I now we talked about you being a kid and now you're a mom. How do you oh. try to pass on these things to your daughter? Like when she comes to you and she's having a bad day or a good day, how do you try and inspire that? I know she's quite young still. She's only four, but you know, as oh. she grows to are those things that you think about all the time, like what lessons can I pass on from my own mental health journey? Absolutely. Um, since, since the day she was born, I've been very, 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 very conscious about that. Um, you know, myself, I struggle with the mental health and depression and so did her father. So, you know, um, scientifically children are predispositioned to what their parents might have. Right. So it's always been a worry of myself. Um, her dad actually passed away because of his mental health. And Mm -hmm. so it, a huge red flag in my head that this might happen to her later on in life, that she's going to struggle with these emotions. Mm -hmm. And so what I do for her is what I lacked as a child. And my parents just never explained anything to me. <laughs> parents love the whole do what I say, not what I do. Do what I say because I said so stuff. And they discredit children so much. And I know you say like, oh, she's only four, but oh my God. <laughs> this child teaches me more about myself and my emotions than anybody else has ever because mm-hmm. they're so pure and they're so raw. You know, Mm -hmm. they're not tainted by all this social media and all this stuff, right? Maybe a little now, but so when she's having a bad day, when she's feeling emotions, I explain these emotions to her. I tell her what these are from. I tell her what they might be. I ask her, you know, Lena, tell me some things that might, that, that have caused these, these things. And then let's work on solutions. Mm -hmm. And if there's no solutions, then guess what, babe? Mommy's here to hug you. And I will, you know, so just giving that undying support mm-hmm. is really important. Like coming from a parent perspective for all the parents that are listening in, mm-hmm. it's so important to be there for your child because you are the only person that can and will. Mm-hmm. There are going to be people that come in and out of their lives that say they love each other, you know, that say they love them, that they'll always be there for them. But the only real consistent person in their life will be you, the mm-hmm. parent. 
-hmm. And I'm telling you, it is something I lacked as a child. And it's something that I yearned for, for Mm -hmm. till now, till this day, I still have emotional issues when it comes to thinking about my parents. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so grateful that I'm able to give her that because I look around, you know, with my family, with, with my, with her father, like there's just a lot of missing love at home. And it's really like such (sighs) nature versus nurture. Right. And when you nurture your child and you love them, they just, they feel on top of the world. You give them their self-worth. You give them the, the, the voice that's in their head. That's you, you know? Mm -hmm. So I try and stay very conscious about that. I, even when I'm upset, when I'm mad, like I'm not perfect. I, I, I'm a bit of a rager. Okay. (laughs) And I'll, you know, mama bear it up. And instead of being too proud and walking away and being like, oh, they're just kids that, you know, they'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. I, I sit her down. You know what, Lena? I'm very, very sorry, mom. Acted that way. This is why I acted this way. This is what I should have done. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, you know, and doing that, like it teach, not only does it teach them that humility, right? Yeah. It teaches yeah. them accountability. Mm-hmm. And it makes them feel like they're not the reason why you're acting like that. Mm. Oh, kids. <laughs> yeah, I love we I was talking to a lot of parents a few years ago when we started creating Team Wealth and we were talking about how to give like props to your child because so many of us, I mean, I know my parents are like, oh, you're the most beautiful. Oh, that's the best painting. Oh, this is the greatest. And then the world came along and said, no, 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 you're not the best singer. You're not the best painter. You're not the most beautiful. And that's when the huge blow came. So we talked a lot about instead of saying that's the best painting ever or you're the best painter ever, we would say, oh, I love how you took the time and spent the energy and worked really hard to make those clouds beautiful. It really shows how great and creative your brain is, like pulling out what made that painting so spectacular instead of making them have this pressure of that's the best and you could never be the same again potentially and I think that's so important too for we have young actors and I say that to parents when they get out of an audition don't say hey 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 did you get it did you get it did you book it were you the best in the room just say hey what did you learn in there did you have fun was it enjoyable what can we bring to the next one and it's so important it's tough because there's no right answers there's no school for being a parent right I know. And everybody's different and how they want their kids to turn out is different. And realistically, vocabulary is so important. Um, Yeah. Not trying not to pump them up too much to where they like, you know, they're, they have no idea that they're doing anything wrong. Like being real with your kid is harder than, than just easily brushing them off. And I think that that's something that a lot of parents lack right now is that um, everyone's just so busy with their lives that they, they want a kind of lazy parent in a way, mm-hmm. like in a way where it's like the easy route, you know, mm-hmm. pa- the kids acting up, let's just give them the tablet or the kids acting up. Let's just give them what they want. Or, mm-hmm. you know, my, my child's really upset over this thing. Let's just praise them till they're happy. Like you got to give your children realistic standards or else they go off into the world as adults with these mm-hmm. unrealistic standards. And you're wondering why you have to deal with that later in life. Right. Yeah. So, I think be, taking the time now mm-hmm. before they're 18 will save so many people heartache, tears, the room in their home that the kid, <laughs> the kid's still staying in. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. And like, we're not perfect. We're we're all we're all just figuring it out together. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, I think taking the time, taking the time 
get to know your kid, get to know what they like. And if they don't like what they, what you like, yeah. learn, yeah. learn, you know yeah. what I mean? Like my daughter, I, like I said, growing up, I was a tomboy. Okay. I was Cheyenne mom of three boys in the future, Jacob, yeah. Jordan, and Jason. Okay. All with Jason. <laughs> and I was going to send them to soccer and hockey. And now I have a daughter who is Princess Elena of Avalor, Queen of Richmond, <laughs> loves pink. And you know what? <laughs> I love it. I yeah. encourage it. I don't know what to do with it. I had to go <laughs> and ask people if 10 Barbies were enough for her because I had no idea. <laughs> I, didn't I, say so. <laughs> I had no idea like what an appropriate amount of Barbies were because I never played with it. And instead of, you know, taking it on like my own experiences, I, I wanted to learn and I wanted to give her that space of, 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 of freedom and, and creativity and, and to create her own image of herself. Cause yeah. that's, yeah. that's the box that I fell in was that I was this image that my parents wanted. Yeah. And now this, I can't stop her now. <laughs> yeah. It's so important. I love that. Yeah. And I, I love parents that encourage everything. And when they end up with something they're happy with, you just let it run. Um, we do have to go to our next commercial break, everyone. We will be back very shortly to hear the rest of Cheyenne and Anastasia's story. See you soon. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You 
are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Teen Wealth Radio. Uh, I'm really excited to talk about the next portion. It's the toughest portion of any show that I do, and it's because it's completely geared to love and loss and mental health. Um, You all know my story. You know what I have gone through with my life and some people in my life and family and friends, and it's, it's not easy, but it's something that we need to talk more about because if we don't all share the tough stuff that we go through and know that we're all going to get through it together, um, I, I mean, it's tough. It's it's so much easier to, to know that there's other people out there that are going through the same struggles or have been through the same struggles and, and we're going to get there together and be okay, you know? So I really appreciate that Cheyenne has come on here and, and is willing to share every aspect of her life. Um, before we jump in fully to that, though, um, I, I want to talk about your when you were younger and when you went to your parents and said, Hey, I need help with my mental health. What, what cultural background are your parents from? And did that play any part on how they answered that question to you? Just because I know there's a lot of people listening that are from all over the world from different cultural backgrounds and and each culture approaches mental health differently too. So I kind of want to start there if that's okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So my background, um, my mom, she's, she's from the Philippines and she moved out here to Canada when she was about 14 years old. Um, so about 40 years ago and my dad as well, he is from Costa Rica. So both are very different cultural differences and, and to, to clash it into a Canadian standard was very, very, very hard growing up. My dad was very, um, corporal strict. Um, you don't show weakness because then you're a victim and victims get abused. And if you have been abused, well, it's because you're a victim and you put yourself in that position. So I had zero ability to even speak out to him to make him understand what I was going through. Um, and for my mom, like she, I guess, got assimilated into the Canadian culture a little too quick, too fast. And she went down the route of like party girl lifestyle and ended up becoming addicted to drugs. So, um, growing up, she was very absent in my life during the times, the really, really important times that I needed her, um, you know, pre preteen earlier and all that stuff. So it definitely was, um, um, like mental health was something I saw firsthand, you know, not only with myself, but from her. And unfortunately, again, with the Philippine culture too, you have to be very strong. Um, so I'm assuming she also didn't really have much of an outlet to talk to. And so she, you know, chose different vices to, to help herself. And she didn't go to the route where, you know, she wanted to learn and and grow through it. So I kind of was a little bit of a repressed kid. Um, I lived a life where, you know, I, I tried to um, look strong and fight for myself all the time. And, I I couldn't tell anybody and anytime that I would tell anybody that I was not feeling well, I was suicidal. Um, I just kind of got laughed at in a way where it's like, yeah, okay. Like you just need to keep going on and figure your stuff out because that's a silly place to be. You're just, you're just acting out. You're, I got called a drama queen all the time, you know, which of course now I'm okay with that. But before as a kid, you, you, you get, you get these, these negative connotation words stuck to you and you fight your hardest to not be it. So 
I was very, 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 very repressed for a long time. And it festered into, like I said, um, you know, seeking relationships with, you know, with my boyfriends at a very young age when I should have been focused on school. Um, and so I, it got to a, it got to a point where I then would talk to these these men in my life who who loved me immensely and wanted to be with me and wanted to wanted to give me the world and I would confide in them and unfortunately no one ever had the right answer because there is never the right answer. So I went through my life a lot of it just having mental health is something that I just was a part of me something I accepted as my demise like what 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 I was going to have to live with forever and for a long time I thought that I could put it at bay and keep it aside and you know just f- fill my life up with smoking weed and smoking cigarettes and it caught up with me really quick once I hit to a point where I had to be independent and work for myself and um it was, it was really, 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 really tough to actually ask for help when I needed it. It was the hardest thing. Also, like, I, I'm so glad that I had that, that insight to be able to do so. Because for so long, I just let it be and just mm-hmm. rest. And it wasn't until I was about in my teenage years that I um, started talking to counselors. And they assured me that, you know, this is a normal part of life this is that everybody goes through but also this is something that everybody needs help with you can't do it on your own you can't you can't make yourself well on your own it's it's just not a part of being human like mm-hmm. nobody lives a, a, a solo life mm-hmm. is fulfilled mm-hmm. you so when I was able to reach out for help, and, you know, I started um, putting proper people in my life, happier people in my life, or not even in a sense happier, but more like healthier people in my life. Mm-hmm. Things started to change. And then I thought I was good. 19 rolls around. I'm working for a good five years. I had my own apartment for five years. Um, I didn't finish school because who cares? I didn't need it. And then everything crashed in on me as I still was exuding these mental health qualities that I was not even aware of. And that was putting myself in relationships that I thought would fulfill me because, because I couldn't fulfill myself. Mm -hmm. So I met a guy and I fell hard, Mm -hmm. real hard within months, weeks, and I thought he was the answer to it all. I genuinely did. And then life just got even crazier on me. And I found out I was pregnant three months into dating him. Mm. And this is a time in my life where I had struggled so hard with depression and suicide. Mm -hmm. Like I was, I had zero self-worth. And so for, for the the next few years, I worked my hardest to be that that light for myself. And then I got blindsided because I thought that I was good. I thought I was great. And I was coming into this guy's life to help him. Mm-hmm. He struggled with his own mental health. 
he struggled with his own depression, anxiety. He struggled with whatever it was that he did. And I thought I had enough insight to be almost like his, his therapy, his, his, his reason, his why. Mm-hmm. And once that all crashed in, on me, I realized you can't ever chase that fulfillment through someone else. It always has to come through you, through, through always wanting more, always wanting growth, always wanting help. Mm-hmm. Help look like, hey, friend, I just need to get out of my house, grab a coffee. Mm-hmm. Or help could look like, hey, social worker, I'm on the brink of suicide right now. I have a baby at home. I need help. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, people are so scared because they think that they're going to be judged. Mm-hmm. think that they're going to be seen as broken, as wrong, you know. But it's, it's so beautiful when you realize that these people working in these communities, in these realms, in these careers, that they're the most giving and positive and beautiful people like everybody even if you're doing well should have a should have a therapist should have you know one of those people in their lives check with them and ground them yeah but yeah like unfortunately when I was about 19 I I didn't have that mindset it took me it took me to go through hell me to go through to realize that it's going to take a lifetime mm-hmm. to continue to grow, but also like grateful that I went through it. Cause what do they say? Once you go through hell, keep going, right? Yeah, keep going. <laughs> keep going. Yeah. And, and, and then losing your partner and the, the father of your daughter, that must be a horrible experience to go through while also trying to maintain your own levels of mental health. So, I mean, I can't even imagine what that would be like at that time because that's a young age to go through a lot of things, right? It was unimaginable, to be honest. It was like, even thinking back now, I never, I never thought that I could get so close. Mm. I thought that I'd been at a low my whole Mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. I never thought that I could get so low. And it was one of the scariest times of my life. Mm-hmm. It was, it was confusing because, you know, when you, when you conditionally love somebody or unconditionally love someone, when you choose somebody, like you think that you have to go through this, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Boy, did we ever go through it. Yeah. And that's why I'm, I just love who you are because you talk about it. And there's so many people that are too scared to talk about that, but we need to share those stories with each other. Otherwise we feel alone. And then that depression pit gets a lot deeper. Um, oh. When we come back from the next break. Oops, yes. My phone trying to ring on me. Uh, when we come back from the next break, um, let's talk about getting back to that root of happiness because you seem to have found this beautiful blossoming inside of yourself and your current life and raising your daughter and talking about the tough stuff. And and I want to get back to what you said about the root of happiness uh, for our last few minutes. So we'll be back very shortly, everyone. Talk to you soon. Sounds good. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. 
you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We only have about nine and a half minutes with the fabulous, amazing, wonderful Cheyenne Anastasio. <laughs> um, you, thank you for sharing so much of your story with us and, and a little bit about who you are. An hour goes by so quickly. Um, I know. We talked about a lot of tough stuff, and I, but you're just such a person that's full of light. Like every room you walk into, you have a smile. You make people feel special. You're kind. Um, and I love what you said at the beginning about the root of happiness. So I'm just wondering what kind of things have you brought into your life to make sure that that's always a focus for you and your daughter and the people you surround yourself with? Well, going back to what I said about the contrast, like, um, I truly wouldn't know what the root of happiness was if I didn't know what the root of sadness was. Really. Um, over the past few years, um, like I said, I, I got dragged through the ringer and it was a really hard time and I had to really reach down myself and think about what I wanted in life. There was a lot of pain where I was feeling worthless. Like I wanted to give up a lot of a lot of those days more than more than than not um and it really kept me going to to know that I had that ability like you said to to walk in the room and to shine mm-hmm. and it's something that I just really hung on to it's something that I I just I feel so blessed in being given mm-hmm. through their genetics or god whatever it was I was I was blessed with charm <laughs> <laughs> It was, it's, it's been really nice because I have a very optimistic mind. I have a very open, optimistic mindset where even though I've been put down and told that I can't and have told myself that I can't, there's always been that weird voice inside me that, and I think everybody has it. I really do 
think it comes down to the bio- biological need to survive. Mm. And for so long, like when you don't want to survive, when you don't want to be around, when you don't want to live, that fire is always there. And I think that really focusing, really, 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 really trying to feel that within yourself in those times is what's going to help you keep going. You know, finding that little, that little ism about yourself that's unique to the person beside you you know it's really really important to know these qualities of yourself and to constantly remind yourself of these things mm-hmm. even ask your friends what's the f- I I do that actually that's something I do with with friends that I feel safe safe with I go what's what's the best three things about me mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and just reading those things just really grounds you and puts you back into that place where you're like, wow, okay, here I am for a reason. I'm here for a reason, whatever that reason is, whether you know what it is or not, mm-hmm. knowing that worth that you are a human being with worth in this world. And it's just so, it's just, it's enlightenment. enlightenment. It's, mm-hmm. You know, I really, I really hate making people feel sad. I really hate putting people in a weird mood. I really love making people happy and, and feel what I am able to feel inside. That's my biggest, my biggest thing is I want you to feel how I feel sometimes and not the bad things, all the good things. And that's what also keeps me going is seeing that I, I, I make a difference. You know, I make a difference in the world, in my workplace, with my daughter, anywhere that I try. I and mm-hmm the biggest part of it all is to keep trying is is to stay strong. And as much as you want to fight it and just give up and lay there and be part of the couch, keep trying, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Because after, after um, Travis died, after Elena's father passed away, it felt like, it felt like everything got taken away from me completely. My whole everything. I never understood how that could even happen. I had never had anyone that close to me go so tragically. Mm-hmm. And I found solace in, in poetry. Mm-hmm. You know, sad poetry made me feel good. Mm-hmm. And I went on, I went on global news and spread mental health word about how, you know, anybody can be caught up in it. Anybody can be caught up in this societal standard of what they need to be. Mm-hmm. But you can change that for yourself. You can change mm-hmm. that mentality for yourself. And so after he passed away, I I um I kind of realized like I looked at my daughter and she was still growing. She was mm-hmm. still eating. She still needed food. She still needed to go to daycare. Life never stops. Mm-hmm. You know? So don't waste your time by trying to end it. Mm-hmm find value in the little things that you do how you like to tie your shoe a certain way you know how you put the toilet the right way how you clear your clothes after you take them off in your room you know little things just find that value and praise yourself for it and once you have that kind of self-love it, it it's red it's red all over your face it's red all over your, over your body and people love that love mm-hmm who can love themselves because it inspires them to do so too. Yeah. Cause every, everybody's human and everybody wants that connection. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Well, so, so now that you have all of these life experiences and you know, on the path where you're going, do you have one big vision for your life? Or are you just kind of letting it all kind of come like a roller coaster? <laughs> I 
I do. I do have a big vision for my life. Um, I'm going to be successful in whatever I do, whether it be, I have a few routes that I'd like to take, which is one is acting. Um, and two is, is within social work or something within mental health like this. Um, no matter what, at the end of my line, mm-hmm. I am going to leave some sort of legacy, mm-hmm. whether it be some nonprofit or whatever it is. I just, I know that I'm, I've, I, I was here, I was put on this world to make a difference. Um, it's something that I was very intuitive about as a young age. I remember asking my sister at four years old, what is the meaning of my life? Mm-hmm. And for some reason I knew that I was here to, to make a difference. And so my goal is to do exactly that, whether it be from X, Y, Z way to get there, no matter what, like, I just, I just, I'm really, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for my future and I'm excited for whomever I'm going to be able to help. Like I'm really, I really am. And if you were looking back and looking at 12 and 13 year old Cheyenne Anastasio, what advice might you give her from where you're at now? Cause hindsight is a lovely thing. And if you could talk to the 12 and 13 year old Anastasios out there and tell them some advice from what you've learned, what would that be? I would literally grab myself and shake myself and say, stop worrying about what everybody thinks about you. Stop worrying about what you're supposed to be doing and just keep your morals strong. Keep your morals at a very high standard. If you have low morals, you you know what I mean? You got to check yourself. You do. Mm -hmm. Keep yourself at a high moral standard and just keep going down that road. You're going to make mistakes. You're not, you're not perfect. You're young, but stop worrying about what everybody thinks about you and trying to get into that bubble because you're going to waste so many years trying to be that person. And one day you're going to have an epiphany and you're going to go, Oh my God, I am this person. And then you're going to have to start from scratch. So kids do not do not believe what you see on social media. Do not believe what your peers tell you. Only listen to the positives and only tell yourself the positives and stay stay on that moral on that moral compass and you'll be great. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And 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 as a parent, any advice for parents from being a kid that went through some things in in our last minute of our show? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> For all the parents out there, I really, really, really encourage that that connection. Make create that bond with your kids. Find out something that they like that you're not really, you know, that you don't really know about, and and research it and talk to them about it. Give them that safe space to come to you to be like, hey, look, like I got sexually assaulted on the weekend or something. You know, if you're constantly telling your children what's so wrong and what's so bad in this world, and then they identify themselves with a part of that. They don't feel safe with you. Mm-hmm. So I really, really encourage parents to give their children a very safe space to be able to come to them with whatever they can because you're going to be able to save them before they can't save themselves. Mm. That's great. Thank you. And um, is there any social media or anything that you want to put out there in case anyone wants to follow your journey on your route of happiness? <laughs> yeah, follow me um, at Shy Smiles, uh, S-H-Y-S-M-I-L-E-Z. Shy Smiles, because I'm always smiling. <laughs> um, but yeah, follow me and I'll give you a little follow back, of course. Awesome. Uh, we'll put that link in all our other social media and any way to connect and things like that in the bio as well. 
uh, yes. which will be attached to the show. So thank you, Cheyenne. It was amazing okay. having you on. Yeah, thank you. I'm always an open ear. So anybody that wants to reach out to me, anyone that has any similar stories, I love to talk. I do. <laughs> and I love to give my my advice. And and I, even if I'm just here to listen to, I'm, I'm here. So awesome. Thank you so much, lovely. And everyone out there listening, I hope you've enjoyed this hour as much as I have. We'll be back same time, same place, live at five next Monday. Have a good week. Thanks for being part of Teen Wealth Radio. Please join your host, Brandy England, her guests, and panel of experts again next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you here for the next show. Oh,